following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Making their way to the mics after 20 plus years of friendship and 20 plus years of pro wrestling family. Glenn Enos Jr. It's like Broadway, but in a squared circle. Nate the Great Tabor. How can you get invested in a guy who's not even on TV anymore? The Verbal Smackdown. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Wicked Wrestling proudly brings to you its undisputed podcast champions of the world, Nate the Great Tabor, Glenn Enos Jr., The Verbal Smackdown. Nate, what's up, man? We're live. We are live. Well, (laughs) we're live now, but when you listen to this podcast, we won't be live. No, that's... Very true, but maybe maybe someday. Who knows? Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll do a live show someday. We get a, enough of an audience. People want to come see a live show. We'll do it at uh, maybe at the Grandmaster Suite. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nate, it's been a while, buddy. It's been like since WrestleMania a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, and since WrestleMania, we've had some pay-per-views what what how many how long has it been it's been we've had uh what two pay-per-views since uh, uh, two or three two or three yeah yeah um last last show we did of the verbal smackdown was a preview of wrestlemania yeah wrestlemania was a great show since then it's been um since then it's been Money in the bank. Money in the bank. WrestleMania backlash. backlash. Right, right, right. Um, and Roman Reigns has been that guy still. Yeah, Reigns. He's he's the new John Cena, and the old John Cena, the real John Cena, is back. So we're gonna get them going at it at SummerSlam. That's gotta be that's gotta be the biggest match, main event match. In a long time. I mean, even considering WrestleMania, you had the triple threat with Reigns and everything, and you know, Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. But this feels like it feels like it feels like Lesnar Goldberg at Survivor Series. I think that was the last time I felt like this hype for a match between John Cena and Roman Reigns. Yeah. Um, John Cena is gonna be our topic of conversation today because it is the summer of Cena. WWE's promoting that summer of Cena with the return of John coming back after having, what was the last match he had? Uh, WrestleMania a couple of years ago when he had the Firefly Funhouse match? Yeah, not, it was like an alternate universe match. Right. Even like a real- yeah, It wasn't like, like, it wasn't like he was lacing them up and in the ring, you know, right. taking bumps and doing everything. Uh, what was the last match he had before that? That's tough. I feel like it was he had like a few years off before that, I feel like, but maybe not that long, but it was definitely he wasn't wasn't like a few weeks or whatever. Was it against that. was it against Taker at Mania? Might have been, yeah, could be. Cuz a year later he showed up made an appearance at Mania in New York, but he just did like the rap. Yeah. It, it's hard to remember, but been a while since we've seen John Cena lace him up. Yeah. Um, SummerSlam is going to be exciting. That coming up. When's the day of SummerSlam again? A few weeks, two weeks, two weeks from today? Two weeks from today, I believe. Yes. 
We got SummerSlam coming up. We're going to talk about John Cena. Yep. And Nate, we've done our Mount Rushmore before. Okay. Yeah. I've had John Cena on mine. Was he on yours as well? I forget now. It's been so long. Oh, boy. I don't recall if he was on mine, but he. <laughs> uh... <laughs> but uh, he, he definitely. He, he, he could have been. And he he, been. he's one of the greatest of all time. I'm going to ask you a question. All right, and I want you to answer this as honest as possible. What makes John Cena a great WWE superstar? Um, well, there's a lot that makes John Cena a great WWE superstar. And if you put it up all together, you get three words. Hustle, loyalty, and respect. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> um... Uh, he's uh, the complete. He he's good at all. He fill, fits all the um, checks all uh, the boxes. Checks what you all mean the box. Yeah. Right. Um. And uh, you know, yeah, he checks all the boxes. He's his his wrestling and everything has always been critiqued, but it's kind of like clumsy, and like not like stiff, but like yeah, you know. But and, and the thing is too, we talk about wrestling, and especially nowadays, you got the best athletes in the world between WWE, yeah. AEW, guys are doing moves now that we wouldn't even think about twenty years ago. Um, athletes are far superior, in my opinion. The wrestling is better as far as action goes. But sometimes, what makes fans connected to WWE sports entertainment, pro wrestling, is the characters that these wrestlers portray. And I don't think anybody like portrays a character like John Cena has over the past 20 years, Um, just based on his promos. Like when you talk promo work, John Cena has got to be at least top five, if not top three. Yeah. The stuff that he's done over the years. Um, In ring, like I said, no, he's clumsy. He's not not like Shawn Michaels. It's not like Randy Orton where it just comes natural to them. You know, mm. he's put in a lot of work over the years to get better and, and do his thing. And he's been the guy for, you know, since we were, since we were kids growing up. Yeah. It took a while for WWE to find a new guy in Roman Reigns. And yeah. now I, th- I think WWE is finally accepting Roman Reigns as their guy, even though him being a heel champion, but he still is the face of WWE. Yeah. Um. John Cena, so me getting into wrestling, when I grew up as a kid, The Rock was always my favorite. Once The Rock left and I still watched wrestling, John Cena became my new favorite just because he was so entertaining with his rap gimmick and his battle raps and this and that. The stuff he said on the mic was, you know, great. It was entertaining. You could laugh. You know, make you, like you'd feel it from John Cena. Great character at the time. Uh, Good-looking dude. You wanted to root for him. And as he continued his legacy, kind of got to the point where it's like, okay, they're pushing John Cena. He's beating all these guys, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, blah, 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 year after year. He's continuously in the main event. Here we are 10 years down the road where we get into like a new era where we got the CM Punks, you got the Randy Ortons, you got the, uh, you know, the Shield starts and John Cena's still the guy. And you think yep. fans are getting kind of tired of that. 
But honestly, you look back at it now, and it was still the right decision. Like at that time, I can't see anybody else filling Cena's shoes because yeah. they couldn't. You know, you needed John Cena to be there and, and you know, be the face of the company. Yeah, you always have those those fans who are in attendance who are very vocal, but there's a lot of throughout those years that he was everybody where it seemed like everybody hated him. There were so many fans that, you know, were maybe the silent majority, the kids and the girls or whatever, who just maybe you wouldn't hear them booing Cena in the arena, but they were still buying t-shirts and showing support right. Right. in other ways. Yeah. I mean, the guy sold more merch than right. like any WWE superstar, but, um, yeah, I mean, as Cena, you know, evolved and, you know, we had to go PG. He had to kind of step away from his rapper gimmick and, you know, do because he can't say some of the stuff that he used to say. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, to the 18 to 45-year-old male demographic, not as appealing as it is for the children, women, this and that. Right. So you get your let's go Cena chance. Cena sucks. Yeah. The thing is, like, even though he's being a face that whole time, baby face, He's getting a reaction. And mm -hmm. when you're a WWE superstar, that's all you want. If you got the crowd reacting to you, they're saying Cena sucks. Let's go Cena. I've never seen a superstar like split crowds like John Cena has. Yeah. For so long. And um, it's good to see him back. I like when WWE has John Cena. What uh? What are some of your best memories of John Cena as far as like matches go? Um, matches. You know, I know I said that Cena has always been critiqued in the ring and everything, but you think back, he's had some matches with AJ Styles. Like, and I'm sure there's, you know, there's others. I just can't think of them all right now. But he's put on, you know, some four or five star matches if you go through his career. So I mean. Right. I'd say for matches, yeah, I'd go with like AJ Styles. His they match, had, his match that he had against um, CM Punk, the last one that they had yeah. on Raw, right before um, I think it was WrestleMania. Um, that match was really good. The last, the last match that they had. He's had a handful yeah. of matches with CM Punk that were good, but um, yeah, you're right. You know, John gets critiqued in the ring, like you said, being you know clumsy, stiff, this and that. But when it comes down to it, you get anticipated as a fan to watch a John Cena match, whether it's for a championship yeah. title or it's not, you know? I almost like the John Cena matches more than he, I think he's, I think even though his moves or whatever are sometimes paint by numbers, it's, he has better psychology than a lot of this new age flipping right. and just right. kicking out of everything. So I, I, I like Cena. I think he's good in the ring. I think, like you said, he's the best promo. I remember when um, he and Rock were going at it. He just buried the Rock on the he microphone. Did. He did. He definitely got the better of the yeah. Rock in that feud on the mic. And it's tough to see, like like I said, me growing up as a Rock fan and seeing Rock coming back, facing John Cena was such a moment and they having their rivalry. Cena's been doing this 10 straight years, so he knows how to cut a promo. Yeah. Rock, Rock might have lost a little bit of it. it took him a while to get it back, but man, yeah. it was just, some of it was just brutal. 
how he just, you know, basically tore the rock apart. And then the rock, yeah. you know, like I said, another guy who's top three in promos of all time. And you have that much of, you know, John Cena uh, advantage over the rock. It's just good. And yeah, he's great, man. Like I said, it's good to see him back. I grew up as a John Cena fan too. Like I said, once the rock left, my new favorite was John Cena. Um, him starting out with JBL. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, that was pretty good. And then he would move on. Um, WrestleMania after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. What do you think of John Cena? What's your favorite like time period of John Cena? Huh. Like if you had to pick, if you had to pick like a year or like a strand yeah. of years for John Cena, what do you think was the best version of Cena? I liked that um, that feud you referenced in that time period um, of Punk, probably because Punk was so good that he was such a good foil to Punk. Right, right. Um, and there's probably more I can't remember right now. I mean, I'd probably think of a moment or a feud and say, oh, no, that's the best one. But um, thinking off the top of my head, I'd say that, yeah, Cena and Punk really – uh up to the ante for everything uh that time and i thought that was a really good feud good time period that was right around when cena i think then would face the rock right, right from that. 2011 2012 yeah. right. so i'm gonna go with that yeah how about you it's tough man like i said i like the early days of cena when he was a yeah. doctor of ergonomics but uh I don't know, he has, and you're right around that time period too, like from 2011 to like 2014. Yeah. That was like, that was like prime Cena. Yeah. And uh, I don't think anybody was better than him. But, um, and, and the rivalries that he did have. So we talked about, you know, talking about guys like Punk, Rock, Randy Orton. Randy, yeah. Who do you think is John Cena's greatest rival? I've heard some arguments for just about everybody. I mean, you hear Punk, you hear JBL. I forget forget Edge, 2006. The rivalries with Edge. Edge, I might give it to Edge. Um, Randy Orton's another one. Kurt Angle, maybe you could throw in there. Um, But I'll give it to Edge. They had a lot of matches, man. They had TLC matches, Last Man Standing. And this was over the course of many years what you know not straight but scattered match here match here rivalry there right, right, right. so yeah i'll give it to edge yeah, edge um and i don't know if you watch the uh, uh mm-hmm. show on the network where they have yeah the, um, the greatest rivalries or whatever yeah but it's like they, they do a thing oh, i don't know what the name of the show is but they like review um like either like a rivalry or like a match yeah. or whatever, and then they talk about it. But they had John Cena and Edge, and Edge was just saying how he wanted to be, you know, the Roddy Piper to Cena as Hogan. And, and yeah. like I think Cena and Edge both helped each other a lot because Edge feuding to Cena's level kind of put Edge on the map as a guy who can carry a show, and then he would eventually you know carry SmackDown as well, yeah. a champion, become a future Hall of Famer, like. That rivalry with Cena, I think, is what put Edge on the map. And Cena's yeah. done that with so many guys over the years, like guys like Kevin Owens, AJ yeah. Styles, 
You know, he's helped them advance their careers and get better. And that's what you want to do as a WWE superstar. Uh, but seeing it time and time again, even CM Punk. Yep. CM Punk, the rivalry with John Cena, like Punk was doing his thing. He was world champion before that. But then you get CM Punk in a rivalry with John Cena. CM Punk then carries the company for over a year as WWE champion after that rivalry with Cena. And it's like, you know, he just continues to uh, advance talent to the next level where they need to be. Seth Rollins, same thing. When they were feuding for the world title and the U.S. title at the same time. Um, You know, it's it's, got to give a lot of credit to John Cena. But, yeah, uh, it should be interesting this upcoming SummerSlam. Get a little Finn Balor in the mix. You think? Yeah. Uh, it's kind of, it was cool to see Finn Balor return, but like, you knew Cena making the return at Money in the Bank, doing that statement with Roman Reigns. Like, you, you just want Roman and Cena, and I mm-hmm. feel like when you add Finn Balor to the mix, <laughs> I almost said. <laughs> I'm gonna say the chances drastically go down. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Scott Steiner. Yeah. Ahead. Um, but when you add Finn Balor to the mix, it kind of like I'm not saying it throws a wrench and everything, but it's kind of fishy. Like before we started the podcast, I've been saying that I have a feeling that Balor might interfere in that SummerSlam matchup between Cena and Reigns. Well, he dropped a little foreshadowing on that SmackDown promo saying that he's got a receipt or whatever the terminology was for Cena. So that could be what's in store for sure. Um, Like you said, Cena's, you know, whether it's Rollins or Punk or Kevin Owens, who Kevin Owens beat Cena on his first night in WWE, it makes you wonder, is Balor kind of on the the outskirts? Yeah, right. He's kind of soaking up some of the Cena limelight here. And how is he going to come out on top? Or what's the, how's this going to unfold? So, right. yeah. How long do you think Cena sticks around? What's that? You kind of broke out the end. Uh, I said, how long do you think John Cena's going to stick around? Oh, man. I should have taken note of those um, dates. They had a bunch of dates that he was set for. Um, I feel like it said it was through SummerSlam. I mean, do you think Cena's going to win at SummerSlam? I don't think he's going to win it. But I don't think so either. Balor's going to, yeah. Yeah, but you think that leads to like a return match with Balor? Maybe like a Survivor Series? Right. Because I feel like I'm not 100%, but I feel like those dates were only through SummerSlam. I might be wrong, but if that's the case, like, yeah, take a break after SummerSlam return for Survivor Series. You think he makes an appearance at the Rumble or next year's Mania? Yeah, it's tough to say because, like, why wasn't he at this year's Mania? But now he's at SummerSlam. I mean, maybe SummerSlam's a bigger event because of the virus and everything. I think – well, yeah, that's true. Well, Mania, they had fans, but yeah. I think I – think, Maybe John's schedule didn't like oh yeah didn't comprehend with uh, the WWE. Yeah, stuff. maybe they couldn't book him for Mania because he already That's had prior true. engagements, whether it was making movies or whatever he's doing now. But I mean, we'll see. It'll be interesting if if you could see. So what's what's one match with John Cena that, or one opponent that he's never faced, but you'd love to see him face? 
Not, and, and it could be like any time. Like I'm talking past, present, future. Yeah. Like, like maybe like one match that we never got that we should have gotten. Or like you look at like some matches that we never should have, like that never happened, like the Rock and Shawn Michaels. Like we've never seen yeah. that. You know, Stone Cold and Hulk Hogan. You know, we never saw that. Like, is there a John Cena match that comes to mind? I mean, yeah, Cena versus Hogan would have been cool. Mm, yeah, 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 would have. Because you figure out, well, yeah. I mean, Hogan now being older, but you figure around the time, like, Hogan was with the company towards, like, 2002, 2003, Cena was kind of, like, starting out then. Yeah. But, but yeah, Cena and Hogan, that's a dream match. I'm trying to think of uh, – who hasn't seen a face? There's been so many guys. It's – just about everybody. Um, I mean, did he face Eddie Guerrero? He faced Eddie. In a high profile. This wasn't like Velocity or. <laughs> no, well, I, well, yeah, I don't know. I, no. I, I want to say maybe like on a SmackDown or maybe I like a yeah. review, but nothing like for like a world title, like that yeah. championship match. Um, the other guys. Maybe even for someone from like a different company, AEW. Sting. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Sting and John Cena. Goldberg. Oh, Goldberg and Cena could be something. Yeah, they could still do that. They they could. Yeah. They could. Wow, that would be. Who would win that? You think? I hope Cena. <laughs> <laughs> oh man wait so is Goldberg at SummerSlam too he's facing Lashley yeah. oh no Goldberg's facing Lashley yeah he comes back he's like a wind up toy they undo it every you know jack in the box every same time every year a couple of times a year um, it's very paint by numbers with Goldberg where's, uh, where's Lesnar Dude, maybe Lesnar will return at SummerSlam to take out the winner of that match. But I don't know, man. I feel like he's bound to come back at some point, though. I can't handle another Goldberg-Lesnar match. <laughs> so no, I'd, that... I'd, I'd like to see Bobby and Lesnar. Yeah. A lot of people wanted to see that a few years ago, but they ended up uh, going with Reigns and Lesnar. Right. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Goldberg coming back? And it's like, I feel like, you know, they do the Saudi Arabia for him, WrestleMania, didn't he? He just comes in, oh, I'm next. That's it. That's the storyline. That's, I mean, what do you think? Is it like, oh, well, this is just the Goldberg experience? Or are you like, oh, come on. It's for, for some reason, I don't know what this is. And, and we might be in the minority. I, maybe a lot of people like Goldberg. Maybe a lot of people want Goldberg to be there. I mean, me? I've seen him before. Yeah. I've seen Goldberg. We saw him growing up. We saw him, you know, in the 90s. Like, enough. Enough. I don't need, I don't need nostalgia acts like Goldberg, although he's in great shape or whatever. But the way he wrestles, like a Goldberg match, like I, how is that entertaining? Yeah, couple of minutes. And if he's gonna have it, it doesn't need to be for the world championship. Right, right. If you, if you want to feature Goldberg as a feature match, you want to sell tickets with Goldberg, 
Why is it for the world championship? Have him face someone yeah. who's not in the title picture. It could still be a good match. You still get your Goldberg fix, blah, blah, blah. He's a guy, him, Lesnar, Undertaker, mm-hmm. Cena. They don't need titles to be relevant in WWE. Like, they can just put on good matches. And, and you leave the titles for guys that you need to build and create storylines around to build their character up, to kind of inflate their stock, if you will. Yeah. And we've talked about this before, but WrestleMania 33, Goldberg against Lesnar for the universal title. That should, mm. have, been, that should have been a universal title match. Right. It should have just been the third match between Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. would have meant just as much. And then the title match for the universal title should have been Kevin Owens versus Chris mm-hmm. Jericho because that story was a better story and right. would have done more for Kevin Owens going forward than it would have for Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. That's the whole thing is there's no story for why. Why does Goldberg get a title shot? Says, oh, SummerSlam's around the corner. <laughs> I'm next. Like, yeah. It, it doesn't, I don't know. And meanwhile, and we'll get to this shortly, but meanwhile, you know, you're getting rid of talent that you're not utilizing. Mm-hmm. You get someone like Goldberg taking up the spot on the card. Yeah, and think about a Goldberg contract probably costs as much for one or two or whatever appearances for Goldberg as they were paying the Fiend for a whole year's worth. I mean, I don't know for sure, but you see, you, they, they'd release those Brock Lesnar contract numbers, and it was something like that, so I wouldn't be surprised. Crazy, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. It's the summer of Cena. It's good to see John Cena back, like I said. Uh, he's one of the all-time greats. You know, we talked about for a little bit. Uh, we grew up with him as greatest rivals, some of his best matches. Now we'll see him again against Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. It's going to be exciting. Hopefully he sticks around for a bit. Hopefully he appears at this year's Mania. And then, yep. you know, long live John Cena. He's one of the GOATs. Yeah. Um, What's and, the latest movie he did? Some I saw some video of him. Fast, uh, Fast and Furious 9. Okay, but he was in some superhero outfit. I thought I saw him in. Oh, maybe he's doing another one then, too. I haven't seen that. Is is he uh, another one? Okay. Yeah, he's probably probably doing multiple stuff. I know Fast 9 just came out. He's in that. Yeah. Starring as uh, the brother of Dominic Toretto, played by Vin Diesel. You ever see those movies? No, but The Rock was in those. And now I know The Rock's done with the Fast movies. Right. It's funny that they get John Cena to be right, but um, yeah. yeah, I mean the Fast and Furious series is pretty good. Pretty good. I haven't seen the last like two or three movies, but um, yeah, they're pretty good. John Cena is obviously interesting, and I'm sure it'll sell a lot of money. Sell yeah, a lot those, of tickets. Those Fast movies, they kind of feel like superhero action movies, you know, without the superpowers and yeah. masks and everything. But it's all. Over yeah, the top. Yeah, a lot of explosions, a lot of, you know, high-paced action. Yeah, and yeah. They're, 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 you know, everybody's got their own cup of tea, but a lot of people yeah. like them. Like I said, yeah. growing up, I was a pretty good fan of them. I just haven't seen the last few, but I'd be down to watch them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, John Cena, anything you want to say else about John Cena before we move on to the releases? <sighs> no, I think I'm all set with Cena. That's it. All yeah. set with the Summer of Cena. We'll see him at SummerSlam going one-on-one against Roman Reigns for the Universal title. 
yeah, it's going to be good. All right, let's move on, okay? Because here's the thing. Now, we're big WWE fans. I, you know, a lot of the times I think Vince McMahon's a genius. He always has a plan, does this and that. But sometimes you just got to ask yourself, why? Mm. Why are these talents being released? You know why? Well, I've heard some rumblings through the grapevine that they hired a new, a few months ago or whatever. And I don't know the position. He's a high, a new guy. And like he's cleaning things guy? up. What's that? Like a talent relations guy? Like yeah, some, some high-ranking uh, talent relations or brand, um, you know, um, man, managing funds and budgets and all that oh. sort of thing. And, and this guy's and Nick Khan, I think. Not, I don't think he's brother with uh, Tony Khan. Tony Khan? You. <laughs> I was like, maybe it's an inside job. Yeah. Let's look him up. Uh, look him up right now. Nick yeah. Cohen. Yeah. Is it spelled the same way? I think so. God. Um, uh, yeah, you'll you'll see. You Google that. Yeah. Since the other con, how Nick Khan passed Triple H as Vince McMahon's right hand man at WWE. Yeah, and see that uh-huh. second Bleacher Report article it talks about. I'm on the Sportster. Oh, okay. Everybody believes Nick Khan is setting up WWE to be sold amid releases. That's crazy. I don't see WWE being sold, but... This article is written on June 3rd, 2021. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe that's when he was hired. see here. Brian Alvarez, Brian Alvarez uh, from Wrestling Observer said, everybody believes WWE President and Chief Revenue Officer Nick Khan is preparing WWE to be sold because of recent budget cuts. Alvarez said he has spoken to people inside and outside WWE, all who believe a sale may be in the works. WWE has been under the leadership of Vincent K. McMahon since 1982. Now that he's getting up there at age 75, a sale might not be completely out of the question. Alvarez noted both Alistair Black and Alexander Wolf have publicly said they were told budget cuts were responsible for their WWE departures. There's a curious reason, given that WWE is making more money than ever, thanks to billion-dollar television deals with Fox and NBC Universal. Huh. This WWE released several notable names shortly after WrestleMania in April, including Samoa Joe, Mickey James, Peyton Royce, and Billy Kay. Isn't Samoa Joe back? Yeah, Samoa Joe's in uh, NXT, general manager. So, I mean, that, like I said, this article is written June 3rd. But since then, we have the releases of... (sighs) And the report last night. Yeah, I'm just going to go down the list. Um, so from June of 2021, you got Buddy Murphy, Lana, Ruby Riot, Alistair Black, Braun Strowman, 
who mm-hmm. just main event at WrestleMania two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Nese, Aria Davari, Tyler Breeze, Fandango, both the Bollywood boys, Killian Dane, the end of July, you Bray Wyatt. Now, Bray Wyatt, I don't know about you, Nate. He's one of my favorite talents. Mm, yeah, me too. But the stuff that he did with the Wyatt family, and then obviously introducing the Fiend character, the merch he was selling with the Fiend too, I just don't understand the release of Bray Wyatt. I've heard rumors and stuff that obviously he was having a hard time dealing with the death of his good friend, Brody Lee. But I don't understand why you can't just give him time off to cope with it. Like give him a vacation or whatever. You know, if he can't be on the road working, whatever, like why do you have to release him? If that's if that's the case. Well, they keep yapping about budget cuts. So maybe they said, you know, enough, you're either going to wrestle or... Or uh, you're on the chopping block here, whether or not you're still grieving over, you know, Brody Lee and everything. Um, Yeah, that'd be pretty crazy. But um, maybe, who knows? I mean, it's so, this is such an interesting roundup of releases because usually WWE does their biannual purge or whatever. But like you said, Bray Wyatt's one of our favorites. Braun Strowman had just beaten a Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. Um, and then to be released, it's very puzzling. I mean, I almost find Braun Strowman more puzzling than Bray Wyatt because Bray Wyatt's been off TV since April, whereas Strowman was on right. Raw the <laughs> night before, whatever. Right. And they've been and, pushing Strowman for the past couple of years. Like, Yeah. No, they released Ric Flair on August yep. 2nd. Um, yeah, Rough, Bobby Fish on August 6th. It's crazy, man. Yeah, it's crazy, especially those big names. I'm very surprised, but... I feel like no one's safe if they're releasing guys like Strowman and Bray. Like, you know? Yeah. No, it feels like everybody would be walking on eggshells, but on the other hand, maybe maybe they tried to negotiate and say, you know, Bray, if you're going to take time off and everything, you know, we're doing budget cuts. We're going to have to knock back your contract a little bit. And he said, well, I feel like I'm worth this much because I sold this merchandise or whatever. And then this new Nick Khan guy comes in and seems like he doesn't have a problem putting anybody on the chopping block. That's not- <laughs> so- I guess not. It's going to be interesting to see what the future holds for WWE. Um, I don't know. I, I can't know if I can buy it to these rooms of, these rumors of WWE being sold. No. I don't buy into that. I don't, I don't know how you could do it after this long. How Vince would ever sell the company. Vince has said that um, he will always run WWE until the day he dies, and he said he's never going to die, so... So it's true. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's right. Um, among all the releases and stuff, there's also been rumors. Daniel Bryan, CM yeah. Punk, rumored to head to AEW, All Elite Wrestling. It's, it's, is it nearly a done deal? Like, what's going on? Like, 
it sounds like it's nearly a done deal. And on AEW, um, Darby Allen keeps saying, I want to fight the best in the world. So they call maybe Kenny Omega is like, that's one of his, it could be like one of his monikers. But I feel like if they weren't trying to fool us with all the rumor and everything going around, he would say Kenny Omega directly in those promos. Um, And I think that Darby was also referencing this best in the world stuff at their new show that they're debuting, which is going to debut in Chicago. Yeah. Um, So Punk might show up at that. Now, I don't know for sure that it's happening, but it sounds like it's it's just about a done deal that Punk's going to be there and Brian's going to be there. That'll be something. I mean, what do you what do you, what do you make of it? AEW getting all these guys, all these guys at WWE is just you know throwing away whatever. Yeah. Your, Shubs, your Paul Whites, your. Uh, Obviously, Brody Lee went there before the passing. Um, yeah. And now, guys, like, we've been anticipating Punk coming back to the wrestling world for seven years now. And if he's going to do it, he does it with AEW. It's kind of... And then a guy like Daniel Bryan, who was such a fan favorite in WWE, now going to have yeah. AEW. I mean, the fan in me is almost disappointed in Daniel Bryan because uh, he just main evented wrestling the main right. event at night two the, and he has like a match or two on Smackdown after that and he's now he's an AEW and I'm like oh I don't know I don't I don't know it's just I like you know I respect Daniel Bryan whatever he it's his personal choice but as a fan I would have I felt be, like you want to uh, be more loyal yeah, WWE? yeah, as a fan, yeah, but um, I mean, again, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes, right? So you can never say, but it's wild that he's yeah. just in the main event of WrestleMania. Now you're going to a rival wrestling company. Yeah, and that would be big for AEW. I feel like Punk is going to be huge, at, huge, yeah, huge. Yeah, I, I, it's got to be anticipated. When's that event happening? The Chicago one. I think it's like next week, but I'm not 100%. As really? with most things, I'm not 100%. So. I have to look into that because I want to I yeah. see if I can catch that, especially if he's going to be there. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's good, to, uh, it's good to get back on the mics, doing the verbal smackdown. Like I said, we talk wrestling topics here and there. We want to dedicate this episode to the summer scene because it seemed like the right timing to do that right before SummerSlam. Uh, we should come back with the SummerSlam preview episode and talk about um, what's going to happen, what we can expect for this year's biggest event of the summer, and then hopefully maybe yeah. recapping uh, the arrival of CM Punk and Daniel Bryan at AEW. Yeah. Pretty wild. So um, anything else you want to add before we get off here, Nick? Well, I'm wondering who do you think um, Punk and Daniel Bryan are going to – what kind of impact for AEW? Like who are they going to face? What kind of – and all that stuff. 
Um, I could see, I could see Daniel Bryan feuding with Jericho. Yeah, I think, I think that would be a good thing because that's something that we didn't really see in WWE. Um, I could see Punk mixing it up with guys like Kenny Omega, like you said, Darby yeah. Allen, um, the Young Bucks. It, it'll be interesting to see, and obviously Moxley too. I feel like that they, mm. there's so many guys who are interchangeable there where you could just, you know, create a bunch of feuds that we haven't seen, uh, at least not on WWE TV, but mm-hmm. on AEW. And you could even, even re-spark something with Punk and Jericho. Maybe continue yeah. off of what they have in WWE and bring it over to AEW. So there's a lot of options to work with. Do you think Punk is going to bring the same pipe bomb style to AEW or was that something only for WWE because he hates the WWE process or whatever so much he's going to have respect and not cut as many pipe bombs on the wrestling state of wrestling and everything in AEW I feel like there's going to be when he makes his return I feel like they might do a thing where a promo where they just give him an open mic and he get that loose yeah, like seven years of like pent up whatever he was feeling about WWE and let loose yeah. on that. And then as far as, as his character goes moving forward, he's just going to be CM Punk. He's going to be the voice of the voiceless. He'll do whatever he can as far as promos go. And, you know, to basically how what made him in WWE, I think he'll continue that AEW. I don't know if it's going to be like a weekly thing, like it's going to be full time. Yeah. Going out there every week or if it's going to be, you know, I don't know how the contracts work in AEW. I haven't I haven't watched much of AEW, mm-hmm. um, but it'll be interesting. Like I said, Punk's a guy because they were teasing somebody. Was it Christian they were teasing? Yeah. Uh, when they made that return. Yep. And it was like, okay, it's Christian, but if it was someone that made a big splash like a Lesnar or a Punk, right, or a Cena, yeah, right, yeah. then that would have been it. Now that they can actually make that splash with Punk. Knows. No, this might be the thing that I'm not saying like turns the tide because it's not really a war between AEW and WWE, um, but it'll definitely turn heads, especially if it if it's good television, man. People are gonna watch. Yeah, people are gonna want to want to hear what Punk has to say because of his history of just saying whatever is on his mind. I feel like he might. You know, they might give him the open mic, like you said, and he's just going to run down WWE. Um, And then from there, like you said, just do his own thing. But we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's coming up. Like I said, we'll be back. um, Try to do an episode before SummerSlam again. And then um, get you out some more content here and there. But. Appreciate you guys listening to us. If you follow us, I believe the Twitter handle is at uh, verbal underscore SD. You just confirmed that. I'm sure. Yep. It's at verbal underscore SD on Twitter. Um, YouTube, if you look us up, verbal SmackDown, correct? Channel. Yep. And we're on Spotify. iTunes. SoundCloud as well. Make sure you leave the five-star reviews. Make sure you interact with us on Twitter and in the YouTube comments. 
if you want to see anything yeah. that you want to hear on the show, uh, just let us know, man. We're, we're, we're glad to do it. We serve the please. And um, hmm. summer sun's around the corner. Can't wait. Yeah. Another episode in the books here on the Verbal Smackdown. That's it. Hey, let's do it, man. We'll see you later. See you guys.